Good afternoon, everybody. This is Bubba's Bodyguard Podcast. I am blessed to have Sissy God along here with me. How are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? I'm, I'm good. Thank you so much. Um, kind of touch on like your upbringing, where you're from, and, and how eventually you got into... Uh... Okay, well, um, I've always been um, into the fashion industry. And so I started like interning, working in the industry as mm-hmm. I was at a very young age, at about 16 years old. And wow. um, I also used to work in fashion, go to university, go to school. And I found that being a fashion designer, you needed an investor. It's a lot of money. I was passionate about it. And like I said, I still had my nine to five job coming out of university. And it's always been a mission of mine uh, to get into fashion. And so what my journey kind of took a weird turn in the sense that um, my daughter's father, which is my ex now, we recently Mm -hmm. separated. He's actually a former world champion here in Canada and we Mm -hmm. are from Canada. And so... Uh, what happened was is that I remember meeting him in the route of like me just starting off, uh, you know, my line part time and working my nine to five job, which was the government at the time. And um, he was sort of like a world champion at the peak of his career. And he was like, CC, like you are so talented. You need to like take the leap of faith and take that jump to really focus on you know what you do best which is fashion and and I remember at the time I was like I don't know you know my nine to five is pretty stable I like being Mm -hmm. independent I don't want to really like count on anybody it's very difficult for me and he was like very um you know um like adamant Yeah, adamant and believed in me. And so that kind of sort of helped. And, you know, he used to promote me a lot, uh, get my name out there. And I was kind of lucky in that sense. But it was kind of a, how do I say it? It, I know for some certain people, they say, oh, you know, it's easy. You had a spouse that's like a world champion that's in Mm that industry that gets invited to big like you know, award events, the EPSIs, like fashion events and things like that. But the thing is, is that it was kind of hard in a sense too, because like I, you know, I was a bit under his shadow and it was very difficult to get get, uh, get my name out there. It was a lot more difficult than what people think, um, even though I had sort of that support. So that helped. And so a lot of work and really me taking that leap of faith and really diving in and working really hard even throughout my whole pregnancy and really focusing on my brand that's what really propelled for me to get uh you know to show at New York Fashion Week to gain that sort of success you know absolutely and uh, can you touch on like motherhood you know just what it's meant yeah. to be a mother and and what like what encouragement do you have out there to to other mothers uh you know that that are just welcoming children and things of that nature <laughs> well uh, to be honest with you like um i was um i i sort of had my baby in the mix of the of my career going up so mm-hmm. uh we didn't plan for it it happened and we were blessed and we were super happy but I still continue to strive. I still did shows while I was seven and eight months pregnant. I still traveled during my pregnancy. And I remember it being a worry and telling my doctor, 
saying, hey, look, I'm pregnant. It's going to change my life forever. You know, I'm an entrepreneur. I'm on the road because of my man at the time who's a world mm-hmm. champion. And sometimes, like, we have fights in different, you know, countries. And and so it's a lot of traveling. And I was helping him with his career as well. So it, he told me the best advice, the doctor. He told me that a baby will adapt to your life. So if you're on the go and used to being on the road because of work and you're an entrepreneur babies do adapt to your life and being a mother is such a blessing it's so much work and nowadays when it comes to women and you know woman empowerment and being a 360 mom so being a businesswoman a mother a spouse it's difficult it's not Mm -hmm. easy but it's looked upon and it's such a trend right now I know it's a trend but it's like a beautiful thing and nowadays like 2020 you see that mothers are you know entrepreneurial mothers and you know women taking the lead of not just staying at home but also working hard to you know um how do I say it? Work outside and make some money. Mm-hmm. So it's it, it's a it's a really great time for 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 that era. So it's it's, it's a absolutely. blessing. <laughs> absolutely, and uh, you know, congratulations again on on your uh, you know having a daughter, a beautiful blessing. Thank as you, said. you. You're, yeah. you're welcome. And um, so what is your like biggest advice to somebody that says, hey, you know what? I really like fashion. I like designing. I want to get into that industry. Like what is your top advice to them if they want to get into the field and not only get in, but, you know, have success with it and excel? Honestly, consistency, not being mm-hmm. uh, not giving up, not giving up is really important working really hard. I do believe that the industry is very small. And if you put in that work that you will succeed doing the shows. Uh, getting out there and you know showing love building your connections going to the fashion weeks every year I find that during the fashion weeks I was able to build a lot of connections um, Mm -hmm. that helped me propel work with some reality stars celebrities and, and and so on and they respect a lot of your work you give out your business cards you get to meet a lot and a lot of people and get to network and being in that space so just working hard I find like having that consistency and discipline will help Mm -hmm. you get get to the level where you want to attain absolutely and uh, what would you say throughout your journey so far of entrepreneurship that the thing that you learned the most like what was the most important thing you've learned so far wow that's a great question (laughs) I would say that that failing is okay I would say that failing is okay. I find that a lot of people think that entrepreneurship is such an easy path. And because, like I said earlier, people look up to it. It's the trend now. We live in an era where entrepreneurship has never looked so beautiful, you know, Mm -hmm. as a career, you know. Years ago, you know, stability, having that nine to five was more of, Uh, having that career was more looked upon than being an entrepreneur. Now we live in an era where, you know, having passive income, um, you know, making your passion become, uh, you know, your job and, and your career is, is such looked upon and entrepreneurship. And like I said, as an entrepreneur, you are going to fail. You're going to make mistakes and that's okay it's important to learn from those mistakes. It's important to, you know, not give up within that route and that it's mm-hmm. going to get, be difficult. You're going to go through challenges. Look at 
the situation that we're in right now, everybody is forced to stop and go through a reset button uh, because of the coronavirus. And so just that it's normal. It's okay to fail. Do not beat mm-hmm. yourself over it. Be consistent. Try to um, learn from those mistakes and restart. Absolutely. And um, take us through like, uh, you know, we'll say like a, a point of view of, you know, say somebody reaches out to you and says, hey, I need a designer, uh, you know, in whatever facet that is, uh, you know, take us through like uh, your your duties or, or obligations or kind of uh, the experience of, of what would happen. Okay, so um, for instance, it depends. Like what mm-hmm. I do is I have these designs um, that I have a lot of my clothing actually in pop-up shops here and in Canada. And the thing is, is that it depends on the client. And so mm-hmm. I could do also custom wear depending on uh, which client that we have and the cl- what the client wants. So my job is to fulfill the client's needs. So if they want a custom suit or a custom clothing or they really like a piece in my showroom that's ready to wear then I'm there to dress them Um, I'm there to show them the products that we have if they want something more accustomed and which a lot of my clients do like Mm -hmm. is that they like a more personable outfit they want something that's more designed and, and unique for them then I'm able to make that for them so what I do is I have sort of a vision in terms of their personality, what they're looking for, what event they're going for. I'm able to sketch that. I sketch that in front of them, show them the design that they want. They tell me and, and we go a bit back and forth. We take their measurements and we make it custom, accustomed to that client. So, Absolutely. And I appreciate, you know, you uh, elaborating on that, um, giving us, you know, like a, a point of view per se. Uh, what would you say uh, was a time in your life, uh, and it could be throughout your your, your journey uh, with fashion or entrepreneurship, what was the, the biggest like thing you, you had to face and you just felt, man, I can't get past this, but eventually you were able to face adversity and, and you were victorious? Wow. Okay. Um, I would say... I would say, uh, okay, so if I'm going back to December 1st, 2018, it was mm-hmm. my ex-spouse's um, mm-hmm. last fight, and he was forced to go into retirement because he got injured and lost his WBC uh, light heavyweight champion belt, and mm-hmm. he was a former champ. He was a champion for five years. We didn't anticipate him going through that moment and you know, they had said to us numerous times that, you know, after the fight that he is brain dead and I had wow. to yeah, during the year of twenty eighteen up until twenty nineteen, a whole year and more, I had to sort of take a break from my whole line, my whole business. And so to focus on just him getting better. Him mm-hmm. learning to walk, him learning to talk, not believing what the doctor said that he is brain dead and that he is dead. So, um, and um, I remember uh, my surroundings at the time told me that, you know, your man needs you at the time. I was a new mother. Our daughter was three weeks old. And they told me that I think you should take a break with your business, which I didn't want, you mm-hmm. know, um, I'm because I I had gained that momentum, gained that name, gained that recognition, and I was doing so well. But I had to, for my family, take a decision to take a year off to really give all of my energy so that my man can come back. Unfortunately, he didn't come back the way that he ever was. Um, Mm -hmm. 
we do know that like with football and with boxing, it's such a rigorous sport. And a lot of these boxers sometimes um, get traumatic, severe brain injuries after years of playing in the sport and mm-hmm. after retirement. And unfortunately, he's not the same person. You know, he, he has cognitive difficulties. And so for me, that was a very big thing because it was kind of like a grief. I've lost the my soulmate who used to be my partner, who used to like support me and be my support system 100%. And, you know, learning that after a year, you know, of working hard, getting him to walk and talk, that he is not the same person that he was prior to the incident, like mentally, you know, Mm -hmm. and now I lost my best friend. So that was a very difficult period for me um, and him not really remembering me, you know, so it's kind of like he didn't remember me, he didn't remember my daughter. That was a very challenging point, being a new mother alone, realizing your, your man is in retirement now, you have to take the lead, you have to sort of, reset and you know I had to gain back my life together aligned so that I could continue the business so that was a very tough year well it was December 2018 up until all of 2019 was Mm -hmm. a very difficult year for me right yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, um, you know, my, my heart goes out to you and, and, you know, I'm just proud of everything that you're doing and, you know, uh, yeah. you know, from, from the, the mother, you know, from being a mother to, uh, you know, all your entrepreneurship and, and things that you're doing, uh, you know, I'm just extremely proud of you and just know that, uh, you know, Thank things you. will get better, you know, just some things, uh, they just take time. And, uh, you know, I appreciate your, your, you being so open because, you know, conversations like this can really help other people that are in similar situations or, uh, yeah. single mothers out there or whatever it may be, uh, you know, it, it, it can really, uh, you know, gravitate to them. What would you say, we'll, we'll go off topic here for a moment and we'll get back into things. Uh, recently I was named an ambassador for bodyguards against bullying. What is your message, uh, for, to, on this platform in the podcast, uh, against bullying, Honestly, um, I'm really big on bullying because when I was very young, Mm -hmm. um, I used to get bullied a lot. And I find that a lot of people who have become successful have gone through bullying. And so I do really think that it's great that you're taking this initiative to be the ambassador for bullying because it does go on into society even till this day. Uh, even through cyberbullying in different phases of bullying and so um, it's important to gain that protection and I know that for a fact you know I'm going a little bit maybe off topic but just mm-hmm. it's all right because we we also had bodyguards for quite some years you mm-hmm. know right my and so like they were our protection and it was very important that we did and especially with professional athletes with my ex-spouse we had bodyguards um that would that would protect us not because my ex couldn't fight but because we need to protect his brand protect um him from you know hurting his contract you know he's right. a boxer he shouldn't be getting physical with anybody and sometimes when we would go to events people would get overly so excited or mm-hmm. say hey you're a boxer let's box and it's like he wouldn't want to box them but what if they come and they hurt us or they punch us and right. you want to defend yourself so it, it, it's really important to have that security and even Mia at some point I was pregnant and people coming on and you know not not in a bad way mm-hmm. you know right. people come out and, and they want to show love so 
And so I think that it's really great that you're you're um, you're helping people in helping people be um, in security and also taking a stance for bullying because it's very important in today's society and unfortunately it's still going on till this day so absolutely and uh you know i appreciate your message on that and you know you touched on some some great things there in, in the security realm of things you know and people you know like you said they may they may look back from the outside looking in like well why does this person you know he could be a ufc fighter could be a real champion boxer whatever it may be why does he mm-hmm. have bodyguards he doesn't need them he can fight but you it, it's so much more than that it's it's you know um you know, there's there's a lot of crazy people in the real. There's a uh, you know a, a lot of threats throughout the normal day that the average untrained mind isn't uh, ob- observing of. And uh, you know, like you said, it's protecting your brand. It's it's you know protecting liabilities. It's uh, you know covering your assets, covering you, your family, uh, and just Absolutely. you know having that that trained professional there at all times that is uh, you know cognizant and, and proactive of, of the complete surroundings and his planning routes is. Uh, coordinating things, making the day more effective, more efficient, uh, giving you guys peace of mind. It's it's so much that goes into it. And, uh, you know, just, you know, people that wouldn't be around the situation, it may be, it may be bizarre or ludicrous to them. But uh, once you kind of step in and put yourself in somebody else's shoes, you can say, hey, you know what, this is why they're taking these measurements and precautions and, you know, things of that nature. So yeah, uh, absolutely. Also, uh-huh. you're, you're sorry to interrupt, but yeah, no, like, you're right. I, <laughs> I actually, even me myself mm-hmm. because in Canada we're very popular and so um I had to get a bodyguard for myself and my security when uh, my man was in the hospital for about two months mm-hmm. and um and uh, a lot of people were wondering why but I had taken all the responsibility of my ex-spouse mm-hmm. I don't know who's you know um who's like those crazy fans that are over my ex that want to come towards me and so he was really big on security Mm -hmm. prior to his incident we always had two big bodyguards and people would say why would you need the bodyguards you're a world champion and they didn't understand and we would travel with them all the time and it was very important for him that we were in security that his family was in security and for sure if anybody were to come and attack me or touch me he would want to defend me uh, mm-hmm. physically but he doesn't it's more than just that exactly right. what you've touched on mm-hmm. it's, it's liability his contracts uh, it's his branding and he's not that person he's not going to get physical but obviously he wants his family protected right and so it, it, it's it's a lot of factors and so um, it's it's really important to have security once you reach a certain level of success. I believe. Absolutely, and uh, it, it's so key. And um, you know, because here's the thing: uh, this is this is the way I've always uh, learned it, and and that I've always it's always proven true that uh, people aren't going out here attacking people that have uh, George Saint Pierre next to them, and and you know these big bodyguards that are trained, that are armed, that are you know. Uh, you know, highly, highly trained to say the least, you know, they're not, they're not going after people like that. They're going after people that are susceptible, that are vulnerable, that have their guard down. You know, nobody's plotting attacks on somebody that has three trained bodyguards that are armed. You know, they're, they're going after people that are, are are susceptible and uh, that just, uh, you know, kind of live carelessly per se. And like you said, once you reach reach a certain level, you know, it it only takes one time, uh, you know, people don't understand like, 
you know, like I said, from the outside looking in, but from the security room, uh, how much knowledge we have to learn, how much training, how much things actually go into it that, you know, say somebody, uh, you know, say, say like uh, an A-list, major A-list celebrity that has like uh, north of 50 million followers, they post something, they post a location, they're going to be here at this time. Now, 50, 50 million people around the road have now just seen that location. And if you go there with your guard down, if you go there with any stone unturned, it, it's it's the makings for a very, very bad day, to say the least, uh, you know, because, you know, uh, those 50 million, you could have a million that aren't for you. They just follow you to, to hassle you, to stalk you, to they want to cause harm, they want to threaten you, whatever it may be. And, uh, you know, it's it's so much, you know, that you eventually when you get to a certain point, you're almost like an open roadmap, per se. And uh, that, that, that's why you see, like, you know, the president or real leaders with such heavily heavy security measures and, and so much heavy threat assessments and uh, you know, layering, uh, like, you know, essentially layering of security and, and, you know, it's just, it, it's a lot that goes into it. And, uh, you know, Absolutely. you, you, you said it very well that it's, it's just so pivotal and important that, you know, people take their life seriously because you only get one at the end of the day, you know, there's, Absolutely. You, you'd rather, Absolutely. You, you'd rather have them and not need them than to need them and not have them, you know? <laughs> Absolutely. So. Absolutely. Yeah. And we've yes. gone through situations mm-hmm. where, um, Luckily, it wasn't us that got hurt because mm-hmm. we've always been with security. Right. But that, for instance, um, you know, my ex-boss would say, hey, I'm having a jog. And like in the moment, say, I'm having a jog like he's going for a run in the mountains at a specific location. Mm-hmm. He comes back and our car is like broken into and wow. things like that. And it's right. always been objects, which is you know, it's not important at least, mm-hmm. you know, and right. it's, it's fine. But then again, imagine if it was our home, imagine he was by himself and right. he got attacked. So um, one other thing too mm-hmm. is it's important to not, if you don't have security, to not always say that you're exactly at that place, right. exactly at that time. Absolutely. And yeah. So, so, you, so the, the, a lot of the insight and knowledge you possess, I could tell you, you, you frequently use security because a lot of things you're expressing yeah. are, are important because, you know, I always tell my team and my uh, clients, you know, there's never, never real time posting. We, 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 mm-hmm. we eliminate that because that puts the detail at risk, that puts the client at risk. And, uh, you know, it doesn't even if you post something and you don't put a location, people are very smart nowadays. They say, hey, that's the hotel at 34th, uh, 34th Avenue in Times Square, whatever it may be. Uh, we know where they're at. Let's go there. And, and you, you'd be amazed how small the road is. It seems like a, a gigantic road, but it's a lot smaller than we think it is. And, uh, you know, people are a, a lot crazier than we think they are, too. You know, it's a it's so many. I have I have stories for days, you know, about yeah. some some crazy things. I'm sure. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm sure. And, um, you know, uh, what would you say? Obviously, you've had so many high accolades and proud moments throughout your journey. What is your proudest moment? And it could be, uh, you know, the starting of your business. It could be uh, having your child. It could have been a certain event you got uh, elected for or had your services in. Like, what would you say is your proudest moment of your of your life so far? Wow. I've had a lot of um, proudest moments mm-hmm. um, if I look back. But I would say my proudest moment and my proudest joy was to have my daughter mm-hmm. the day she was born. Uh, to be honest with you, it was such a great moment. And she was born during training camp. And um, I remember it 
being such a blessing and sometimes you don't realize that you know you're going through the stress and you're going through work and you're on the go with your business and working so hard that you don't realize the blessing but I realized when the day that my daughter was born that my life was going to change forever Mm -hmm. and that I'm living my life for uh, my daughter and that um, it's such a blessing and it's it's such a blessing to be a mother and so that was that would be my proudest moment because I cannot express to you how much she gave me such force to overcome so much that I've overcome in the last year Mm -hmm. uh you know with her father um her father really you know uh, losing her father, you know, in, in a way that he's there, but he's almost not there. And mm-hmm. so he was such a supportive father. He was there throughout the whole pregnancy. He was so excited. And, you know, we couldn't be so happy to take on this journey. And uh, and so for me, if I hadn't had her, I don't think that I would have the strength to go through all of the uh, difficulties that I went through. Um, and so I feel so blessed for her because she's such a piece of me and him. And so um, she reminds me a lot of him. She looks exactly like him. And so and and so it's it's a blessing to be a mother. You know? Absolutely. And uh, you, you talked about your proudest life moment as far as your your mm-hmm. uh, entrepreneurial workings and, and your uh, endeavor in fashion. What was your proudest fashion moment, whether you got like wow i worked with this client i never even dreamed of or i or i uh you know was was a part of this uh fashion week event or uh you know what would you say the proudest working moment would be i would say i want to mention two proudest moments mm-hmm. okay um one would be definitely doing your fashion week mm-hmm. um having my line a part of such a you know, one of the biggest fashion weeks in the world, which is in New York, Mm -hmm. and to have celebrities at my show and to have, you know, eight people at my show and to literally have my pieces walk the runway was really such a heartfelting moment. I wanted to just cry on stage. (laughs) And so it was a big moment for me and having my dream come true. Also, I would say the second moment was to meet Dapper Dan, actually, a really big uh, fashion designer Mm -hmm. in Harlem who's really known, who works with a lot of elite, uh, elite um, clientele, celebrities, and clientele. Mm -hmm. And uh, to have him also design, uh, you know, um, my spouse's. A suit for his fight Mm -hmm. was such a blessing and to just have so much of you know gain so much knowledge as a fashion designer from like you know the legends out there of fashion designing that you know all of the a-list celebrities you know work with and to have his respects and to have his advice and to spend so much time with him was such a blessing Mm -hmm. and it was such an important moment for me uh, and so it it was definitely my second proudest moment in my life, uh, definitely for sure, because I do love Dapper Den a lot and I love his work and he's shown to be such a successful designer. 
Absolutely. And, um, you know, it's, you, you know, you've, you've had so many, uh, you know, highs in, in, throughout your journey. And I know you have so many more, uh, you know, blessed endeavors coming and, and so much more blessings for you and your daughter. Thank you. You're welcome. Anytime. And uh, as we get ready to conclude here, I'll pass things over to you in this moment. Uh, and you can you can touch on anything we didn't get to talk about or any uh, any other encouragement and insight you have, uh, you know, whatever you want to say in this final moment. Uh, you know, I'll just I'll let the, the words kind of go, go over to you. Okay, uh, well, I just want to say that uh, life is, it's really unpredictable, mm-hmm. you know, the best thing that we can do is really, you know, to show love. I find that nowadays with social media, the technology, and so people do say that we're very sensitive, and um, I do feel that we are when it comes to certain things online, but I don't think that that human interaction and, you know, that care and, you know, that sensibility in terms of the world isn't there anymore. I feel like the world sometimes can be cruel. We can go through things and we can go through difficult periods and it's important to be there uh, for one another. I know that right now, um, you know, uh, we're going through the whole coronavirus mm. situation and it's an epidemic that's going around the world and the best thing that I could say is to stay positive we're all in this together and that life will bring us such unpredictable unpredictable uh, challenges like we're facing right now mm-hmm. and to always you know it, it's easier said than done but uh, a lot of people right now are going through mental health because they're staying at home they don't know what's there to come but to live by the moment to appreciate the time we have with our family to make the most of it because I do believe that although there's going to be a lot of people who are going to lose their jobs Mm -hmm. I do believe that there's going to be a lot of millionaires coming out of quarantine and coming out of this coronavirus epidemic because they were able to use that time wisely to discipline work themselves up to really um you know keep that focus and find a way to because life is not going to stay forever like this Mm -hmm. and so to use that moment productively to you know get ahead you know uh to do things that they didn't have the time for so if we are able to just shift our perspective from negative to positive, I believe that we can do so much as a people and so much. I'm big on collaboration Mm -hmm. and working together and showing love. And I feel that that's the most important thing that we can give each other. Absolutely. Uh, You know, you're so uh, right on that, you know, with networking and connecting and collaborating, it's so important. And uh, if people just, you know, truly learn to, to just work work together in life and in any mannerism or facet, it may be at whatever profession you're in, it's so important uh, that, you know, you get more done as a team. You know, even Jay-Z said it, one of the most successful people ever, he said, you know, it takes a, a true, genuine, supportive team to get things done right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, again, I appreciate all your time today. And, uh, you know, it's an absolute honor to have you on here and hear about, you know, your your journey and and, and the impact that you're having. Uh, You're welcome anytime. And uh, may God bless you and your daughter always. All right. (laughs) Thank you. All right. Have a nice day. You too.